welcome to Author Audit, the show where you get a sneak peek into the creative process and minds of your favorite writer. Today, our special guest is Maddie Bunzel, the author of Hunted. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's get started with a couple of questions about your background. Would you mind telling the audience where you, like, where you grew up or uh, not necessarily where, but like just the environment that you kind of grew up in? Uh, yeah, um, I grew up living with my mom in like a really tiny house in the middle of pretty much nowhere. Um, <laughs> now we moved away a little while ago, but um, for the majority of my childhood, that's where I lived in a little tiny house with a bunch of, and like an older neighborhood with a bunch of older residents. So, <laughs> Well, what is a fact about you that nobody would guess? Um... I prefer being outdoors to being indoors. Oh? Is there <laughs> anything that kind of drove you to want to be more outdoors than indoors? I just, like, find so much inspiration from being outside, like, whether I'm, like, at the beach or, like, in the forest or something. There's just something so calming about nature. And I feel like a lot of people who know me would probably think that I prefer being indoors because I'm like a very neat and tidy person. But the outdoors is good because it's not neat and tidy and it's just kind of like what it is. Yeah. <laughs> who was your role model as a kid and why? Um, my mom was definitely my main role model as a kid because um, she was like the main adult that I grew up with in my life and she did a lot as a single mom and she did a really good job at juggling all the things she did so she's definitely a huge inspiration to me as a person <laughs> well um so generally when people are younger their their teachers are always constantly asking oh what do you want to be when you grow up uh so they'll be like oh well you could be a ballerina or an astronaut or a veterinarian what did you want to be when I was younger, I wanted to be an actress. Um, <laughs> deep in my heart, I still want to be an actress. I think that would be so fun. But like, realistically, that's definitely not where I'm headed. Yeah. Where do you think you're, that you're headed career-wise? Um, I'm very interested in law, so I might be a lawyer or something along those lines. But also, when it comes down to it, my passion is in writing, so something with English would be great. So we're gonna to shift more into questions regarding the book. And I was wondering if you could give a little bit of background as to where you got your ideas and what kind of in general inspired you to write your book. Well, it's kind of, it sounds really ridiculous what actually happened. Um, basically we had this free period in seventh grade where you would just kind of sit there, do homework, talk to friends, whatever. And one day my only friend in that period with me was absent. So I decided to draw an eyeball on a piece of paper as one does. And <laughs> I ended up thinking that I was just such a great eyeball that I had to go home and draw a full picture with the eyeball. And the picture like slowly became more like kind of sad and stuff. And then I was just looking at it and I was like, I have an idea and I just went and I wrote something and I wrote the foreword actually which changed quite a bit um in the final version of the book but the main 
premise of the book was that and that pretty much stayed the same throughout the entire writing process. So could you explain the premise a little bit more? Well, originally what I started with was just people on the run, people hiding from someone or something because they're different in some way, which is like so many books out there. But <laughs> what it ended up turning into was rather than someone with like magical powers or something, which was what I originally intended, was more someone who had the power of speaking, I guess, or like relating to other people on a deeper level, which was something that the people in power in the book didn't really have because they weren't normal people. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I like it kind of plays off the fact that words are extremely powerful. So, wow. Um, what was your writing process like? Was it chaotic or was it very analytical? Like very, I'm gonna write here and now and so on and so forth. Well, at the start, of the writing process, it was more just kind of whenever I had an idea or something, because mm -hmm. it was more of just like a fun thing for me. Mm -hmm. But as I got deeper into the writing process and I was more like, I actually really like this. I actually want to do something with this. I started to like create a sort of schedule for myself where I'd like set aside a certain amount of time to write nightly so that I could actually get it done in time. So what advice would you have for writers trying to organize themselves and just get out there and write in general? Um, one thing that I would say is that don't really be afraid to just write. Because for me, I had the most difficult time with just sitting down and writing because I thought that I had to have some brilliant idea or something like absolutely riveting to say when mm -hmm. in reality sometimes things that we could even think are ridiculous while we're writing them could end up being amazing so yeah. usually if you just jump in and just start writing whatever pops in your head that tends to get you somewhere so does writing energize or exhaust you writing energizes me the part that comes after writing with editing and rereading what I already wrote exhausts me because I'm an extreme perfectionist. So as I'm reading over everything I write, I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like I'm this close to scrapping this entire story. <laughs> so the actual writing process is really fun. But what comes after that is where I'm like, oh my God, when will this end? <laughs> I can completely relate to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> what were your common traps other than the perfectionism of writing your book? Like, how did how were you able to push through those those funks of did you end up uh, suffering from writer's writer's block at all, or were you able to push through it? I did face writer's block quite a few times throughout the story because mm -hmm. I just really felt strongly about it and the characters so I didn't want to I was really afraid to mess it up so um one thing I did was like sort of what I said earlier where I just like forced myself to write I was like okay sit down 
you're gonna write for 30 minutes and you're gonna write whatever you can think of and you're gonna deal with it and then you're gonna go back later and you're gonna read it over and go off of that. <laughs> so if you could change one thing about the book, what would you change and why? I might have given a little more background looking back because <laughs> I genuinely, <laughs> I really was like trying to create this sense of illusion or mystery or suspense. Yeah. And in doing that, I kind of missed out on the opportunity to provide more background on Scarlett's normal life before yeah. things went totally insane and out of proportion. So you didn't really know what she was missing when mm -hmm. she was talking about missing it. Yeah. Um, so are you planning on writing a prequel to kind of fix that at all? Or are you writing another book where you could add that in? Or is that just going to be up to the readers to try and figure out? Some smaller aspects, I'm leaving more to the imagination or what the readers think. However, mm -hmm. I am working on a sequel um, and there's like a huge explanation like what I have right now is just all the characters sitting down at a campfire and just totally talking through everything and going through all the things that they missed when they were separated and all those other little details that we missed out on in the first one. I think that's a great way to try and add that back in. Just a, a wonderful bonding moment too. But yeah. <laughs> So what was the most difficult part of the, the artistic process of your story? Well, I think one thing that I got tripped up on a bit was details because I'm always afraid, like, I don't want to have a page full of unnecessary description telling you what every single napkin on the table looked like, how it was placed, who was sitting where. So I got tripped up on that. And that was like really hard for me to get past because I wanted to be able to really paint a scene for people without being, making them bored. Yeah, that's totally understandable. I mean, one of the uh, strongest or like skills that people are generally taught in school nowadays is how to not add or how to not add too much fluff because it is good to allow your readers to have some sort of imagination and it's wonderful you were able to learn how to cut that back and kind of find a way around trying to constantly push more details in it's a it's a really hard skill to learn and it's wonderful that you were able to learn it um so how did you come up with your characters though? Did, do you have people in real life or are there uh, like surrounding characters that you already know of that kind of inspired it? Well, the main character was based off of me <laughs> because I'm just that original. Um, <laughs> she's a lot more confident and a lot more bold than me. She makes a lot of risky decisions that I don't necessarily agree with, but at her premise, she's based off of me. And pretty much everyone else around her is based off someone in my life. Mm -hmm. The dedication in the book is to my cousin Allie and the character Allison mm -hmm. is based off of her. And I was really slick with the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like Scarlett's sister and I'm like, oh, Allie's like my sister. And then I just kind of 
put that dynamic together and then I threw in some of our other relatives <laughs> threw in some old friends you know I I think I'd actually have a harder time telling you who I didn't have based off of someone else <laughs> so did you end up having to do any like character studies of these people that are in real life that you put back like you put into the book or did you kind of adjust it so it was in the book a certain way that was like it was kind of a representation of them but you took your artistic liberties i definitely took my artistic liberties with it mm -hmm. because at the premise of their character i'm like these are these people's main character traits and this is the one that i want to focus in on mm -hmm. i think for each of scarlet's siblings i tried to find one sort of defining trait for them that kind of separates them from the rest of the people mostly because there's a lot of them and because all of them are really smart. So I mm -hmm. wanted to sort of bring in different kinds of smart so that everyone had something to bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Diversity and have, or just having diversity in both your, your characters, like personalities and just in general is really important to make the, the character, like the dynamics super interesting. So it's, it's great that you were able to find those ways you were able to just throw that in the story too. So um, you already kind of talked about uh, how you came up with uh, Allison's name. Did any of your other characters have a specific name selection process or were they all kind of uh, variations of the people that you know's names? For some of them, I did inspire names based off of like other important things in my life mm -hmm. um one of them this is the only one that's popping in my head and it's the only one that's not based off of something but for some reason <laughs> it's just sticking in my head willow the song by taylor swift came out like literally i want to say like a week or two into the publishing process and i was like now whenever anyone asks me where i got the name willow i'm going to tell them that i named it after this song <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, um, how long have you been writing in, in general? Because I know that you said that you, you loved writing. Uh, did you start at a pretty young age or was this something that you more or less grew into loving? Um, I started writing in general when I was like six. <laughs> Not the best stories, <laughs> but they were stories. <laughs> and <laughs> from there, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, no, like, I want to be a writer and then I just slowly like became more like in depth with that passion as I grew older. <laughs> what comes first for you the plot or the characters? It really depends on the story I'm writing. For Hunted it was definitely the plot. I had <laughs> no idea what characters I was going to include they just sort of I was just like oh let's add another one here. Oh let's add this person. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> but um, in the past, I did write two other books um, when I was a lot younger. My first published book was based off the character Mr. Albert Curl. So. <laughs> um, so would you, I know you said that you don't necessarily agree that with everything that your character does in the book, but do you feel like you and her would get along? I think we'd either get along extremely well or terribly. 
<laughs> we're so alike in some ways that we might butt heads like Scarlett is extremely stubborn and she really is just like, no, I know what I'm doing and I know when to do it. And I'm kind of the same way in like a more laid back manner. So I feel like if we had to work together in a situation, we'd be like, no, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but we could <laughs> potentially be okay, friends. Uh, we're going to move back sort of into just like your background. Uh, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Well, I play the piano and guitar, and I literally play the guitar nonstop since I've started to learn how to play. So mm -hmm. definitely a lot of that, a lot of reading. Um, oh, and acting. I still do acting. I'm not going to be an actress, but <laughs> I still do acting. <laughs> What three words do you feel like describe you best and why? Um, loyal, thoughtful, and organized. <laughs> um, loyal because I don't think I have ever been one to just abandon someone in any scenario. I'm, I'm there to the end. Like if, if I stop being friends with someone or stop talking to someone, that was their doing because I was ready to stay by their life forever. <laughs> um, what else did I say? <laughs> Thoughtful because I tend to uh, take a more logical view of things, of situations in general before I jump into them. Mm -hmm. Whereas I know a lot of people will just like blindly jump into conflict and situations and stuff and that's just not me I have to have a plan I have to have an order of events I have to know exactly what I'm gonna do and when I'm gonna do it and then I'll go and do it um and I gosh for the life of me I'm forgetting everything that I'm saying as I'm saying it said organized and you kind of explained it <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that kind of I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with the other one doesn't it <laughs> so uh, if you had to create a slogan for your life what would it be plan first do later if you could invite three people to dinner living dead fictional or real who would they be and why Taylor Swift Katniss Everdeen Ruth Bader Ginsburg. These three people are very different, but they're all extremely smart, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know, I just like to see what they think of things. I know I've every Taylor Swift interview I've ever watched, she just says the most interesting things and she just has a really interesting perspective. So I love to hear more about that. Katniss was like so reserved in the Hunger Games. So I feel like you didn't get a lot of what she was thinking at all times. She was more just like plan and do. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't really explain to anyone what she was, why she was doing it. She just kind of did it. Yeah. Um, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg is just an incredible human being. She's done so much and I aspire to be like her, so I'd like to know how she got to be like who she is or who she was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you could read one book over and over again for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? 
Ooh, this is a tough one. I'd say The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Ooh, that's a good book. Because it's not at the end of the series where it's kind of like things are getting so wild and out of hand, but it's not at the beginning where they have to do all this introducing. It's right mm-hmm. in the middle. It's got all the action, all the drama, and it's my favorite mm-hmm. one from the series. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Vegetarian tacos. Because my entire life, before I was vegetarian, it was just tacos. But um, my entire life, if you asked me at literally any given point what I was craving, I would have said tacos. So (laughs) might as well stick with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you could instantly learn any skill, what would it be and why? I'd either learn a new language because I find language so fascinating. Like, I know it sounds so simple to just say, people speak other languages other than your language and they understand each other. But when you think about it, like, man, there are so many languages languages out there, ways to communicate. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If you were an animal, for the rest of your life, if you, if you got to transform into any animal, just right here and now, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay, either a cat, because they can sleep all the time, <laughs> no one says anything, or a dolphin, because I love the ocean. There are now 25 hours in the day. How do you spend that extra hour? Ooh. Probably reading because I have not had any time to read recently and it's made me really sad. I can completely relate. (laughs) What would you like to be known for? I'd like to be known for the way I treat people, I guess, in a positive way because I want people to really think of me as a nice person. All right, so our last section of questions is quick fire, which is don't think, just answer. Deep sea or outer space? Deep sea. Spring, summer, fall, or winter? Uh, Spring. Salty or sweet? Salty. Day or night? Night. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Coca-Cola. Uh, I can't ask that one because you're vegetarian. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask hamburgers or hot dogs. Hamburger. Fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Gold or silver? Silver. Ketchup or mustard? Mustard. Sandals or sneakers? Sandals. Milky Way or Snickers? Snickers. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. I really appreciate you sitting down and just giving a little bit of insight into your book. Thank you for having me, it was fun.